Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 124 If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive, when their angel anger was kindled against us, when the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us, then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. My child, keep my words and store up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all heavens, so that he might fulfill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. morning and welcome to the second Monday after Pentecost. The, um, oh shoot, I should make sure I try and correct that. The, yesterday was the first Sunday after Pentecost, making it Trinity Sunday. The, um, 
the, all of the ordinary time to follow um, the next several months will be uh, numbered based off of Trinity Sunday and Trinity Sunday and the Anglican tradition, and I think the Catholic tradition as well, uh, have come to be called Trinity Sunday. Um, and some churches will say, you know, the third or fourth week after Trinity Sunday, but most uh, churches in the West will say Pentecost. We, we say it's from Pentecost, but we number it from Trinity Sunday. Uh, you may see a change in the second and third or whatever for the Mondays, because I don't want to confuse folks um, to, as a reminder that it's the first week. So this is the first Sunday. Sunday is the um, first day of the week. So to have the second second Sunday after Pentecost be Trinity Sunday, which is the first Sunday, it just might be confusing. So you might see a change there. But Trinity Sunday is um, one of these feasts that... Um, you know, somewhere 100, 200, 300, maybe 1,000 years ago said, hey, there's this element of theology we want to remember, and so we're going to make a feast for it, uh, put it into the church calendar, and remember it. And Trinity Sunday, I don't think, goes back all that far. Um, it's very popular in the Anglican tradition um, because uh, Thomas Beckett um, kind of uh, really made sure it was... Um, made to be important. Thomas Beckett was the Archbishop of Canterbury in the 12th century. Um, And when he was consecrated bishop, he made that day, which is the first Sunday following Pentecost, he said that that day would be a remembrance of the Trinity. And so for Anglican churches, um, it's it's just really, it's been there for a while. Um, And on Trinity Sunday, Many churches, um, and we'll all use this as the prayer today. It's, it's actually quite long, so I'll keep my reflection short. Um, many churches will recite the Athanasian Creed. And the Athanasian Creed was actually not composed by Athanasius. Um, it talks about stuff well that only emerged well after he was dead, and he never talks about any of his writings. Um, but the Athanasian Creed. Um, is the first one that explicitly mentions the equality of the three persons of the Trinity. Um, probably started being used around the 600s, I think, if my memory is is right. Um, and this is a time when creeds were really um, important and they were uh, became ways to settle debates about what Christians believed and didn't believe. Um, so the Creed of St. Athanasius, as I said, is kind of long, but it goes into the details of the Trinity, which can be kind of confusing, this three-in-one thing. Um, but because um, because I'm kind of a, I'm a high church lowlife, um, I really like these um, ancient creeds and formalities, and so we'll, we'll read that as our prayer this morning um, before we continue on for the rest of the season following Pentecost. The Creed of St. Athanasius from the Book of Common Prayer Whosoever will be saved, before all things it is necessary that they hold the Catholic faith. 
Which faith, except everyone do keep whole and undefiled without doubt, they shall perish everlastingly. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost is all one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Ghost. The Father uncreate, the Son uncreate, and the Holy Ghost uncreate. The Father incomprehensible, the Son incomprehensible, and the Holy Ghost incomprehensible. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, and the Holy Ghost eternal. And yet they are not three eternals, but one eternal. As also there are not three incomprehensibles, nor three uncreated, but one uncreated, and one incomprehensible. So likewise the Father is almighty, the Son is almighty, and the Holy Ghost almighty. And yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Ghost is God. And yet they are not three gods, but one God. So likewise the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, and the Holy Ghost Lord. And yet not three lords, but one Lord. For like as we are compelled by the Christian verity to acknowledge every person by himself to be both God and Lord. So we are forbidden by the Catholic religion to say there be three gods or three lords. The Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son is of the Father alone, not made nor created, but begotten. The Holy Ghost is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. There is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Ghost, not three Holy Ghosts. And in this trinity, none is afore or after another. None is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal together and co-equal. So that in all things, as is aforesaid, the unity in trinity and the trinity in unity is to be worshipped. They therefore that will be saved must think this of the trinity. Furthermore, it is necessary to everlasting salvation that they also believe rightly the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the right faith is that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God and man, God of the substance of the Father, begotten before the worlds, and man of substance of his mother, born in the world, perfect God and perfect man, of a reasonable soul and human flesh subsisting, equal to the Father as touching the Godhead, and inferior to the Father, as touching his manhood, who, although he be God and man, yet he who is not two, but one Christ, one, not by conversion of the Godhead into flesh, but by making of the God, manhood into God, one altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the reasonable soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again on the third day from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He sits at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, 
from where he will come to judge the quick and the dead. At whose coming all will rise again with their bodies, and shall give account for their own works. And they that have done good shall go into life everlasting, and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. This is the Catholic faith, except when someone believes faithfully, they cannot be saved. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.